Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a new episode of Marking Out, episode 536. Unfortunately, this past week, New Jack passed away at the age of 58. New Jack got a start in USWA. The gangsters were formed in North Georgia Wrestling Alliance with New Jack and Mustafa Saeed. They moved over to Smoky Mountain Wrestling, added D'Lo Brown, and that is when they had the crowd absolutely eating out of their hands with their promos. And then ECW, where I think most people, that's where most people know the gangsters from. For sure. And and New Jack, man, just like a -a one-of-a-kind talent. A true badass, one of the most violent men in wrestling history for sure. But he knew exactly what to, on that mic, he knew exactly what to say to get underneath that crowd. Absolutely. And we definitely saw him be one of the most violent men in wrestling in that retirement match that he had. One of his retirement matches, I guess we would say, mm-hmm. against Necro Butcher in 2013. I remember... The cleanup after that match was just like insane. Blood, the blood everywhere, glass everywhere, and uh, I'll definitely always remember New Jack when I see a picture from that weekend. And uh, it's funny because like you see New Jack, and it's like kind of low key scared of him. Mm-hmm. But when I approached him for a bumper for marking out, he was like super nice to me after I like after I popped him with what I wanted in the bumper. It was like, okay, like that's like a weight lifted off my shoulder, everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, cause deep down inside you're like, well, you still, you, you don't know, you hear stories, whatever, but new Jack could have been one of like, could have been nicer about the, the bumper and everything. And every time after that, that we saw him in, uh, in person, he couldn't have been nicer. So I'm definitely, I'm going to, Play the part that we can play yeah. of the bumper. <laughs> we, in, in New Jack fashion, we do have to uh, censor some of it. Most, but of to it. be fair, it, it was what I with the well. He added an F word, but I asked for what he said because of a Promo. shoot video that was done. Yeah, shoot video. So, which is one of my favorite moments that we've had in a shoot video, and it's honestly one of my favorite bumpers that we've had for marking out. Um, but we want to wish our condolences to his family and his friends, and we'd like to pay tribute to New Jack with a 10-bell salute. Fans, we marking out, y'all. We marking out. 
Talk by pro wrestling fans. Welcome to Markin' Out, pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. I am one of your hosts, Dave the Rave, and make sure you check out all of our past episodes, MarkinOut.com, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, wherever you can find it, subscribe and download. Make sure you check us out on Twitch, on YouTube, on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, and most importantly, on ProWrestlingTees.com slash out. Check us out. Also, I'm here with the man himself, the legend, the reason why this podcast is still ongoing after so, 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 so very long. Brandon, go follow him at BTTG161. Follow myself on Instagram at DavidPTDPT and Chris Sweendog. Hey, Brandon, how are you? I'm doing awesome as always. How about yourself? I'm doing uh doing good. That's a that's a lot of promoting to do in an opener. Yeah. We well, got a lot of stuff. We definitely we got, do. we got a lot of gimmicks. <laughs> got a lot of gimmicks. How was your week? Hey, hey, hey. My week was uh it was good. It was a long week and I am very very happy that it is Friday. But yeah. Feels I sometimes the days you end up doing so much every single day where you get so lost on what the day actually is. There's been so many times this week where I thought that it was Friday and it wasn't Friday yet. There's been times where I thought it was Tuesday and it was Wednesday. It, my days have been all sorts of messed up. How about you? Uh, Well, I... Certainly know what it, what what you day just, of the week just, it is. You just base to... your week off of pro wrestling. Yeah, a hundred percent, absolutely. <laughs> Gotta but, love it. Live live the live the gimmick. Uh, I don't, it's not even a gimmick. It's just a lifestyle at this point. <laughs> <laughs> you mean you mean you're actually a wrestling fan in real life? Yeah. What do you mean? Wow. Shocker. Shocker. All right. So what do you do? Well, after five years, I got my hair cut. It's my uh, my third time donating it, so... All right, congratulations. That was an experience. It's, like, I, I literally, I have not gone out anywhere, really. Yeah, that's your first time really going out. I went out in Florida. I went to Florida, so on the way down on road trips, I would go into, like, a gas station if I needed to go to the bathroom or, like, mm-hmm. a rest stop. But typically, there wasn't anybody around. Wow, that must have been really taking a big toll out of you to go in a gas station restroom. Uh, well, yeah, 100%. But uh, <laughs> a majority were like the uh, the like the like the places on the side of the road. Yeah. The stops or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, those are, those are fine. But outside of that Floridian trip, mm-hmm. where I literally just went from the hotel to my brother's house... The hotel to my brother's house, the hotel to my brother's house, and then the other those stops. The only other time that I would go out is for for my IV, mm-hmm. which is like rare, but it's a doctor's office. Felt yeah. good going there, and then the restaurant that I liked growing up as a kid throughout my whole my whole life almost 
I went, they were closing, so I had to go in there, like, at least one more time to just be like, goodbye. Yeah. And that's really it. And then after my uh, my grandma's funeral, we went back to her house. Yeah. And that was literally, I. and then the only other time that I was out in, like, public with actual people there. Where did you uh, get your hair cut? I, it was in uh, Belmore. I don't remember off the top of my head what the, the name of the place was, but I donated it to Wigs ah. for Kids. And and just, was this in the evening? No, it was in the, it was like one-ish. Okay, so, so, all right, so I wasn't available for you to stop off to say hi, as you <laughs> should have if I was home. Well, okay. The day after that was whoa, 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 Mother's wait, Day. Where, where is it donated to? Wigs for Kids. That's awesome. Very the cool. The place that I donated to prior was uh, Pantene uh, Beautiful Lance, I believe it was. Tw- two times that I donated there, but they stopped collecting hair, I think, in 2018. Huh. Are, um, when's the next time you're going to cut your hair or just see how long it goes? 2026. It's every five years. Every five? Yeah, I started in 2006. Mm-hmm. That's, That's awesome crazy. of you. Yeah. Good but, job. And I, if you're cutting your hair and you have a ponytail long enough, I donated 14 inches. I just You're not going to be using the hair, so you might as well donate it to somebody who needs it. Yeah. That's really cool. But yeah. uh, Sunday was Mother's Day and my birthday. So I had Carvel. And that would, that made it automatically a great weekend. Of course, Carvel makes everything. Yeah, and then uh, outside of that, I made chicken soup again, made some matzo balls, and I think it's just always a great thing to have, and it's an easy thing to make. Yeah, that's for sure. That's for yeah. sure. I actually went to. I, I I was intending to say happy birthday last week too on the podcast, and I totally botched it. Well, my bad. Happy birthday. I don't accept it anymore. It's the 14th. Ah, I I got the text. I got the call. I got it all out there. It's all good. Yeah, I'm actually surprised you weren't the first at midnight. Yeah, I think I was actually asleep. Wow. I think I actually fell asleep, and then I woke up the next day, and I was just like, oh, no, I missed it. Um, But I I was going to say that. I texted you, actually, and said happy bar mitzvah. I think you've done that before. I definitely have done that before. Yeah, you've done that before. Um, that's that's but, a day that lives in like my heart as like uh, um, we can text, a betrayal. We can text uh, Brad as well. Yeah, that's true. That's the first. No, that's your birthday. That's not your birthday. That was for your birthday. That wasn't my birthday. No. Yeah, I think it was the anniversary. No, it was your. It was <laughs> no, the... it wasn't. That was not. That yeah. was the. No, 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 no. We got oh, together no. for your birthday. His engagement. His engagement. Oh, yes, his engagement happened that day, yes. Yeah, his engagement's on that day. Yeah, but... but... Yeah, I I was just going to say, uh, yeah, that is a day a day that will forever live in infamy. For me? Um, you know, sunny days ahead. Yeah, well, not for me, but... <laughs> for Chris. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Chris that was basically this... my week... Um, yeah, I I was just gonna say that I for the first time in I guess over a year I went out too. Um, actually, I went to a outdoor 
uh, restaurant, pizza place in Brooklyn back in like November, which wasn't indoors or anything like that. That's what typically outdoor means. <laughs> yes, that is usually the, the definition if you want to go by that. But we went to an outdoor place. It wasn't inside. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to paint the picture for the listener. Yeah, you know, funny. just trying to really paint it vividly, so this way they can picture that. But I went to a, an indoor restaurant, uh, which was inside, and I went to the diner with my uncle, and it was weird. It was weird, like to be inside of a restaurant during this entire pandemic. After being away for so long, it was kind of like refreshing in a way. Yeah, I you was, know? I'm like, I'm heavily considering going. You know, it was, it, it was refreshing, but weird. And there was really nobody there. Went to East Bay Diner, which is always amazing, um, over in Wontaw. But had many, uh, had mem- many memories there. Yeah, yeah. So where are you considering going? Applebee's? Also East Bay Diners and Seaford, not Wanta. It is. <laughs> but it's next door it's next to the Wanta Park. Yeah, but it's Seaford. Oh, so it's right on that border? I guess, but I was considering going to Fogo because I have my birthday coupon and I don't want to miss it. That's two years in a row now that I would have missed it. You should use it. I'm like I'm more than I'm like almost over the fence of going. So, but huh. right now I'm going to say it's goodbye to fun. Dave again. We're going to, I'm going to cover AEW and impact wrestling. AEW announced this past week that they're going back on the road. July 7th in Miami, July 14th in Cedar park, Texas and July 21st in Garland, Texas. Those are the first three road dates. And uh, I know a lot of people are looking forward to going back and watching live wrestling. So just, I guess, be cautious when you're there. But Dynamite, we have John Moxley opening the show, picking up the victory over Yuji Nagata to retain the IWGP US Championship. John Moxley came out using Wild Thing by the Trogs. Um, which apparently was Onita's theme song. I don't think it fit for John Moxley, and I think commentary should have explained that because for me, it just it was out of nowhere. It made absolutely no sense. But it was really cool to see Yuji Nagata on Dynamite, and I think they packed a lot of uh, of uh, action into this ten minute match, and I think it might be my favorite John Moxley match in maybe months, maybe years. Um, so yeah, it was cool that, that Nagata was there and even more. He's, he's, I think it was 53 years old and it wasn't like he's getting pushed to the main event. Like Goldberg was, it was, it was just a, a nice opening card match for the IWGP us championship and I would 110% welcome more Yuji Nagata matches. I think they said it's been 23 years since he was on TNT. He was in WCW. So I just think it's really cool that he was there. We saw a backstage segment with the Inner Circle. 
They said the Pinnacle failed to kill them and they want a rematch, which I think is dumb. Why would they get a rematch? It makes no sense, but I'll speak about that later on. Cody Rhodes comes out, uh, speaks about being American and how great it is, even though you could still make fun of it for some things. And then he moved on to Anthony Agogo being, uh, making a mockery of the United States. Um, and a bunch of other stuff that I'm definitely not even going to talk about. And announces that for one night at Double or Nothing, he'll be wrestling as the American Dream Cody Rhodes. Against Anthony Agogo. But I think this this was this was one of the goofiest promos I've ever heard. It was just all over the place. I thought it was really... I thought it was just bad. Uh, and it's getting a lot of hate on Twitter for the certain things in that promo. But next matchup, you saw the Young Bucks pick up the victory over SCU to retain the AEW Tag Team Championships. Christopher Daniels, you see, get busted open. uh, Pouring blood everywhere. All over the Young Bucks uh, $1,000 sneakers that commentary kept uh, telling us that we couldn't afford. But a bunch of people got involved Behind the referee's back. I can't even begin to tell you how much I hated when Matt Jackson did the HBK. I'm sorry, I love you spot. You just cringe when you see stuff like that. But SCU now has to disband as a team. And instead of getting any emotion from that immediate aftermath, they cut to John Moxley and Eddie Kingston backstage so they could throw some, some things around in the Elite's locker room. They come back from commercial break to show that SCU hugged. I don't know why they would... That could have been during the commercial break, the the Moxley and Kingston thing. Later on, the Elite were pissed off that Moxley and Kingston did that. They challenged the Varsity Blondes, put the tag team titles up next week on Dynamite, and then they challenged John Moxley and Eddie Kingston at Double or Nothing. I don't know what... I, I I don't know why I don't know why Kingston and Moxley are pissed off about SCU, but I feel like because of there was because there was controversy surrounding the, the the way that the Young Bucks picked up the victory, I thought maybe that would be their double or nothing match against SCU again, and SCU would then pick up the titles. But no, that's that's the end of them. I it makes no sense to me. I don't know why I'd be on a random episode of Dynamite. Also, I think worth worth uh, mentioning is that Julia Hart is now going to be with Brian Pillman Jr. and Griff Garrison, part of the Varsity Blondes. I think she will definitely add to it. We've only seen her so far on, uh, well, we saw her on Dynamite the other week, but I, I think she'll add to it. She's got like that cheerleader gimmick. It, it fits in completely. But after that, we see Christian interviewed and he said Taz at one point was a bad man, but now he's not going to be in the ring backing it up like he's going to be in the ring backing his word up. So he wants a member of Team Taz next week and he wants uh, wants to put his name in the Casino Battle Royale. Matt Seidel cuts this off and said that he signed the open contract for next week. So it's going to be Matt Seidel versus Christian. Uh, I feel like that's a match we've definitely seen in WWE, but I can't say that for sure. 
So I shouldn't have said definitely, but uh, yeah, it should be cool. Orange Cassidy versus Pac ends in a no contest. Don Callis comes out during it, taunts Pac, uh, Pac, and um, Omega hits him from behind with the title. The referee then ends up eventually having to to, to count a uh, double 10, called the match off. Apparently, Orange Cassidy got hurt, hurt during this. I don't know why it wasn't immediately stopped if he was like visibly hurt, so... But apparently he's okay now. Tony Schiavone said that at double or nothing, it'll be a triple threat match, which it seemed like a super safe bet last week that Orange Cassidy was going to be facing Omega based off of the promo that Omega was cutting on Pack. Uh, but I don't mind this being a triple threat match. But I do think it's funny. I think somebody posted last week saying that if, the main event of Double or Nothing would be Omega versus Cassidy. It would be the first time in AEW history for a pay-per-view main event to not include a WWE superstar in it, but Pac, former WWE superstar. Not, I'm not, uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but I just think it's funny. Dark Order and Adam Page had a segment backstage where Page spoke about Cage, Brian Cage, and he wants a one-on-one match at Double or Nothing, so that match will probably take place. Also, something worth noting is that, unfortunately, Ricky Sarks has a fractured neck that happened back in April when he faced Hangman Page, but... um. He's apparently only going to be missing three months of in-ring action. So, hopefully uh, everything's good with him. Then we have the pinnacle celebration for winning blood and guts. MJF brought up the inner circle wanting a rematch and ultimately says no. We get Ortiz, Hager, and Guevara interrupting this on a... Uh, golf cart-esque gimmick had like those horns like one of those uh like child horns or whatever really small vespas but uh jericho peeking his head through the little uh camera shot pokes his head up asks for a rematch his arms all uh all gimmicked up i don't know if that's a shoot or a work um and then sammy sprays them with water or what's supposed to be, I guess the bubbly because there was a sign on the, <laughs> what the golf cart. I don't even know what that was. Certainly uh, not a, uh, a beer truck, but uh, MJF after, uh, after the pinnacle all takes these goofy bumps. They took, I don't know. Why would you take goofy bumps out of the ring like that for getting hit with a uh, mist? Makes no sense. But MJF accepts. Makes it a stadium stampede match where if the inner circle loses, they have to disband. I don't know how you would have a stadium stampede match without, um, like, the live crowd is just going to be there watching on on a, on a screen again. I, I didn't think they would do that at a pay-per-view. 
But SCU literally just disbanded this episode of Dynamite, so I don't know why you would have another stipulation that's like that, where the Inner Circle would then have to disband. And I don't understand why Chris Jericho was even there. I think he could have missed a week and then set this match up the week after. He's still got a week in between the the pay-per-view and Dynamite, but... After this, we saw Jim Ross interview Britt Baker about how she got her nose broken by Hikaru Shida. And she basically just guarantees that at double or nothing, she'll become champion. Where the hell is Hikaru Shida? I believe I've said this before. Kenny Omega is on television every single week. The champion. Why is the women's champion not on TV every single week? How does that build up a title? That makes no sense. Matchup after that, we saw Thunder Rosa pick up the victory over Jasmine Allure. Quick match as expected. Thunder Rosa, I believe, wants the AEW Women's Championship. It uh, They did say the AEW Championship, and I'm honestly, I'm here for Kenny Omega versus Thunder Rosa for sure. But after that, we see Jade Cargill get interviewed about her business. And she said that she handles her own business, which makes no sense because a bunch of people are trying to like become her manager, including now on Dark Elevation, Smart Mark Sterling of uh, major, major wrestling figure podcast fame and uh, former AEW main eventer, I believe. So she's interested in hearing offers, but she handles her own business. Main event of Dynamite saw Miro pick up the victory over Darby Allen to become the new TNT champion. Miro beat the absolute heck out of Darby Allen before this match, which I hated the fact that Darby was able to come back and actually get Miro down to his knees more than once. More than once it happened. It was a, And it was a lengthy match as well. How it wasn't like a boom. It's Miro day. Miro crush. I don't know how that happened. And then afterwards, they didn't air this. I'm, they probably will. Knowing AEW. Darby Allen gets on the microphone after Dynamite ends and trashes the AEW championship. I don't need that garbage, I'll say. I'll replace the expletive. I need the TNT championship. That's fine. Uh, but we saw Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky attack Sting during and after the match. Afterwards, the Dark Order chased them off. And Lance Archer came out, I guess, wanting Miro now, which I thought Lance Archer was feuding with Sting. So I, I don't know what's happening there, but... That was AEW Dynamite. I'm happy that Miro, by the way, is TNT champion. I hope this is like the longest run of a TNT champion now. Um, But yeah, that was Dynamite moving over to Impact Wrestling. It kicks off with Havoc picking up the victory over Rosemary. I went into this match thinking Rosemary was going to win this. But Havoc will now be facing Deanna Perrazzo for the Knockouts Championship. Perrazzo then attacks Havoc afterwards, and uh, Havoc gets the upper hand. Perrazzo goes to escape. Rosemary tosses her back into the ring. I think my favorite part of the segment was Kimberly uh, being scared by Black Tarus. Uh, 
I thought that was funny. Uh, next match up, we saw a scramble match. El Fantasmo picks up the victory over AC, AC Romero, PD Williams, TJP, Ace Austin, and Rohit Raju. It's a typical scramble style, uh, style match. We did see Larry D and Madman Fulton fight each other off uh, to the back. Uh, and honestly, there was just no way Phantasma was losing this. So, uh, and everybody's talking about that one spot, the old school spot that he did. It's a cool spot. Uh, maybe took a little bit too long for, for my liking, but still cool nonetheless. We saw Susan have a meeting with Scott Demore. She showed him footage of the cheating that took place last week and then requested a tag match against Tennille and Taylor Wilde, which will be taking place at Under Siege. It seemed as though uh, Kimberly was not really on board with the match. After that, though, we saw Violent by Design cut a promo. I guess the the W. Morrissey thing was just a a one-off. And he's not part of Violent by Design. But Eric Young said that we will be seeing a lot more of Violent by Design. I just don't know when. We had a Swingers Palace segment with Ace Austin. Uh saying that him and, and Madman Fulton are number one contenders for the tag team titles. Triple XL showed up and Larry D had to be held back from Madman Fulton. AC then said that they should be number one contenders. Rohit shows up, said him and Shearer should be. TJP's like, well, I should be number one contender if I find a partner. And then PD Williams walked in and they'll be partners. Little PD Pump showed up for a hot second and they all walked off, so... It was cool to see little PD Pump back on uh, Impact Wrestling. Next match, we saw Willie Mack pick up the victory over Sam Beal. Pretty much just a showcase match for Willie Mack. And then W. Morrissey attacked Willie Mack afterwards. We had the All About Me segment hosted by Taylor Wilde this week. Taylor said that she's not there for the show and she wanted to speak to Tennille about cheating last week. And she's like, "That's just, that's just not me. That's not my cup of tea. I will team with you at Under Siege, but that's not what I want to do. We saw Kenny Omega earlier in the night telling the the, the Good Brothers that they lost all their momentum since they lost the tag team titles. uh, And that he's the reason why they're like in the position they're in. Why they're going to be winning their matches and why they're not going to be losing. Which, now that I think about it, is just completely incorrect due to the fact that they lost David Finley. They lost due to Kenny Omega. David Finley picked up the victory over Carl Anderson via disqualification. Omega causing that DQ. He attacked Finley. Everyone got in the ring to brawl. The Elite escaped. And that, that sets up that the, uh, the six-man tag gimmick. After that, Brian Myers picked up the victory over Crazy Steve. I liked when uh, Brian walked into Black Taurus and fell down to to have him kicked from the ringside area. Sell it as if Taurus hit him. That's their match at Under Siege is those two. But uh, Brian picks up the victory there. Taurus shows up afterwards, hits Brian with a spear. And the main event saw Sammy Callahan, Moose, and Chris Bay pick up the victory over Trey Miguel 
Chris Sabin and Matt Cardona. I really liked this match. I thought for sure that the faces were going to win. Um, because I assume Moose is winning at Under Siege. Maybe he's not going to be. I have no idea, but I liked Matt Cardona and Chris Sabin doing some tag moves here. I thought that was cool. But that was pretty much Impact Wrestling. Gonna take a quick commercial break. Hear a word from our sponsors over at Manscaped, and we'll be right back here on Marking Out. Support for Marking Out is brought to you by Manscaped, who are the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Look, I mean, I've done it. Dave's done it. Brandon's never done it. You're down there. You, sh- you know, shave it up, making sure everything looks clean and fresh, and you get a nick. Get a little cutsky there. And it stinks. It's no it, it's no fun whatsoever. So that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. It's the ball hair trimmer equivalent of Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker at WrestleMania 25. When I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. Because we all know that Brandon's gonna need it. The waterproof technology allows you to groom in the shower. So that way, you don't make a mess all over your bathroom. The one coolest feature is the LED light which illuminates grooming areas for a closer, more precise trimming. They've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet shrug technology. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. So that way, I can charge my lawnmower 3.0, my camera batteries, and my phone all on the same shelf. Huzzah! If you're listening to me speak right now, I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Trim that junk of yours and get 20% off and free shipping with the code REGARDLESS, that's one for this uh, read, at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code REGARDLESS, that's two for this read, at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code REGARDLESS. That's three for this read. And folks, if you want your boomer sooner to be fruity, delicious, fruity, fruity, delicious, fruity, delicious, well, then use the code REGARDLESS to get 20% off and free shipping. That's now four for this read. Don't forget to sauce it. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Marking Out episode 536. Check out the Lawnmower 4.0, manscaped.com. Use the code REGARDLESS to get yourself uh, 20% off and free shipping. Yeah, you, you can't beat savings. Welcome back, Dave, also. Yes, thank you, thank you. <laughs> I enjoyed uh, that little breakaway, but, you know. But now that I am back, I think we really got to get into this. Let's talk about some sports entertainment. Get into some Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. Kicks off Asuka, Dana Brooke, and Mandy Rose picking up the victory over Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax, and Charlotte Flair. We see the six of them start to argue in the ring. Alexa Bliss appears on the swing set on the stage and said that Lily and her want to keep their eyes on someone. So we know whoever Lily is really focusing her time on, it's someone in that ring. Well, I think even more so the person in that ring 
Shayna Baszler's knee buckles. Maybe there was some black magic of sorts going on there. Asuka gets the victory because of that. That's very true. That's very interesting. Charlotte then attacks Asuka after the match. And that was the end of that. A return to television. We saw Jinder Mahal pick up the victory over Jeff Hardy with uh, Inda Sheer with Jinder Mahal. They have new names. It's Veer and Shanky. Unbelievable. Bahut Ache. I am so happy. Bahut must. So, so happy. Jinder Mahal is back. I am so, so happy because he just put a championship around him right now. Uh, and into sheer, uh, now we can see them on that main roster and really break out. I am excited. I want to see this happen. I want more. And I, uh, I definitely figure that gender would win because into sheer was with him. Uh, I just wish it wasn't against Jeff Hardy. Why? Because he's been absent for a while prior to them doing this match. They did, uh, last week on main event. They did not mention that at all. But that was like, they had this exact match. I believe Indus Sheer was also with Jinder there as well. Mm-hmm. But prior to this, it had been since March that we've seen Jeff Hardy. I think they did that Superstar Spectacle thing in January this year. I'm not, I don't quite remember when it was that we saw Jinder last. Mm-hmm. But... On actual TV, it's been quite some time, so it's great to have Jinder Mahal back. I just wish it wasn't against Jeff Hardy. I I think it's okay that it's against Jeff Hardy right now. I, I no, I don't think it's not okay. I just wish it wasn't against him. I wish it was against somebody else that like could have taken the the loss. I feel like Jeff Hardy needs to be built up again. I don't know. I think Jeff Hardy's the appropriate person too. Uh, to do that with. Well, the next match we saw RK Bro and the New Day pick up the victory over AJ Styles, Amos, the Raw Tag Team Champions, um, Jackson Riker and Elias. For me, the main takeaway from this was Orton hitting RKOs on New Day afterwards. The match Why? itself. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It was a good match, but it wasn't. I didn't need that. I thought it was just like a lazy thing, just like the women's match, the the opening contest. Yeah, I could I could understand where you're coming from with that. And they did this last week. I feel like they did it two weeks ago. It's like they're combining feuds into these tag team matches. That why should we care about them? Mm-hmm. So, but Randy Orton cares about killing legends, not teaming with New Day. Yeah. After this, we saw Sheamus pick up the victory over Humberto Carrillo. They did a sunset flip spot to the outside, and the ref waved the match off and declared Sheamus as the victor. Um, Humberto yeah. said this was the, I believe he said this was the first match he ever had to call off. Yeah. So hopefully he's all right and uh, has a speedy recovery. Yeah, very uh, unfortunate. You know, it looked like it was just an, it wasn't anything that stood out 
you know? I, yeah, it, I don't know if it was his tailbone or what. I don't know. It it could be the coccyx. It could have just been an impinged nerve. Uh, from But he did put out a tweet pretty much uh, saying that he's okay. So it could have just been a, a quick shock moment yeah. that really uh, scared him. You uh, know? Yeah. But next up, you had a Lucha House Party video package. Um, pretty much putting them them back out there for everyone as a yeah, duo hopefully, now. Yeah, hopefully this means a push is coming. That's what I'm... I, I, I really liked it. I liked their talking about the mask and everything too. Yeah. Meanwhile, Kalisto looks like he's going to be boxing. No. Yeah, he, he's been putting out these teaser videos for, I, I think, Triller. Huh. That Snoop Dogg gimmick. Interesting. Yeah. But something that I am so happy about, we had another vignette of Eva Marie. We had two Eva Marie vignettes on Raw this week. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought that there were two, but unbelievable. I am so happy. She wants to influence others. She's She's stealing my gimmick. Yeah. (laughs) I, I think that the... Sky's the limit with her right now. Yeah. Uh, after this, we saw Shelton Benjamin pick up the victory over Cedric Alexander. And I think now more than ever is the time that Shelton Benjamin needs that ain't no stopping me theme back. He's coming out wearing, uh, wearing, he's coming out uh, with the old Chad Gable theme song still. Mm-hmm. That's true. And also, no stop me now. I said wearing. I just realized they were wearing somewhat of a similar uh, attire too, mm-hmm. tag team attire. Still, I don't think they yeah. should have been having that. But I thought it was a good match. Shelton Benjamin, a damn beast in the ring. Um, and he finishes the match with a T bone suplex. His old finisher. I, I that was, was cool. that T bone. I am a huge fan of. Yeah, Shelton Benjamin is always going to be one of those underlooked wrestlers. Unfortunately, maybe now is the time. I hope so. After that, we saw a photo shoot with Angel Garza, where Drew Gulak spoke to him about what happened last week, and um, this feud might start to get weird. I don't know if like. Because it's WWE, I could definitely see like a uh, a flower where the sun don't shine match coming up. <laughs> but huh. I hope that's not the case. Yeah. I probably shouldn't have even put that out there. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> Into not the, the universe. Not the best. Earlier in the night, though, we saw Charlotte talking with Sonya Deville backstage, who spoke with Asuka and Rhea Ripley. Uh, telling them that they have a match. So it seems like Charlotte got in the ear of Sonya Deville and set up the match. And the match takes place. Rhea Ripley picks up the victory over Asuka. And honestly, it was so... Their WrestleMania match, I don't think, was the greatest. The match that they had after that, I thought, was better. This match was on par with their better match, but... The main takeaway here was that Flair caused some distractions. Yeah, Flair's getting a little bit more involved now. 
And it just sets up for WrestleMania backlash. Yeah. After this, Damian Priest picks up a victory over John Morrison, which spawned from a backstage segment earlier in the night. John Morrison agreed to the match uh, and a stipulation of the match where uh, he didn't even discuss it with The Miz. Where the winner mm-hmm. of this chooses the stipulation at Backlash. We see The Miz get involved behind the referee's back. And later on, like last week, Miz distracts the referee when John Morrison was pinning Damian Priest. Hmm. So Miz kind of screws himself over there. And Miz attacks Damian Priest after the match. Priest runs out of that. Uh, or gets out of it, I mean. Miz is the one that runs away. And then he hits another lights out on John Morrison. Yeah, I'm. I don't know. I. I don't know. And, I guess I expected that to happen, but I feel bad I'm for Joe. Disappointed with the stipulation. Of What's all the, the stipulation? stipulations that could have been picked, Damian Priest chooses a lumberjack match. We just saw that two months ago. The Miz lost the WWE Championship in a lumberjack match to Lashley. Mm-hmm. You could have picked the Kettle from Hell match. Or Kennel in the Cell. What was it called? I don't even remember. Huh. A lot of people saw, thought that match was terrible. From what I remember, I remember being excited watching it. <laughs> I, I was a fan of it. <laughs> I think it was a really stupid stipulation, though, but it was something unique. Back then, I mean, I was eating it up. <laughs> yeah, you had, like, the really scary dogs running around the ringside area. So... <laughs> But the main event comes where Drew McIntyre picks up the victory over Bobby Lashley via disqualification. And the disqualification, 16 minutes before it happened, I I tweet out something like, oh, is Braun Strowman going to cause a disqualification here? (laughs) You had to tweet that out. It was just so predictable. Braun Strowman, though, shaking hands with Lashley afterwards. And then hits him, attacks him. Yeah, to a point. He yeah, shook hands attacks, with him. Well, he attacked both of them, and uh, he put Lashley through the barricade. Yeah. But for me, Monday Night Raw really felt like it was on autopilot. And it f- has felt like it's been on autopilot for the past month or so. Maybe yeah. even longer. No, it really didn't do anything for me this past week. Um, at all. And it no. definitely didn't prepare me for... The pay-per-view. Like, there was nothing on this Monday Night Raw that said, oh, I have to watch this pay-per-view now. Yeah. So, and I think the main, so the main feuds that are getting built up on Monday Night Raw would be Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre, Braun Strowman. Uh Uh-huh. Which is a match I could not care less about. Which is unfortunate. Uh-huh. Rhea Ripley versus Asuka versus Charlotte Flair, which I think shouldn't really even be happening, but I understand why it's happening, and I hope Rhea Ripley comes out as the champion still. Yeah. And then Damian Priest versus The Miz. I don't, I'm not, like, not invested in that match, but I feel like it could have ended at WrestleMania with Bad Bunny. Mm-hmm. So... They're not really selling the pay-per-view. Hmm. Yeah. But moving over no. to NXT. I mean, no matter what, we're going to watch it, though. Absolutely, yeah. So That's the thing. Like, people, like, I will I could say 
how much I dislike the product, but I'm still going to watch the product and hope that it's good. Yeah. I like wrestling. I like watching wrestling. I'm never not going to watch. I mean, the question is now, how are they going to... um... Like, do you think that this pay-per-view is going to be anything similar to, like, a WrestleMania aspect with the showmanship? With it having the word WrestleMania so. in it now? I don't think so. It's taking place at uh, the Yingling Center. Thunderdome. Ah. Hmm. It's not like a, an outside crowd coming in or anything. Oh, no. I don't, I don't mean with a crowd or anything like that. But, I mean, like, are, do you think they're going to... Have some pyro, or I guess they can't. They can't do anything. I mean, yeah. they've had they do pyro now. It's not like a big thing. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But moving over to NXT, we have an announcement of NXT Takeover in your house two, taking place June thirteenth, hosted by Todd Pettengill. Um, so that's cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, the first match, though, we saw Karrion Cross pick up the victory over Austin Theory. I liked when Johnny Gargano distracted the referee, and Austin Theory was able to rake the eyes of Karrion Cross, but like immediately played possum so the referee wouldn't know that he cheated. Yeah, uh, but Karrion Cross basically destroyed him after that. It, you could have expected that, yeah, for sure. For sure. And, and I liked later yeah. on the segment with Johnny Gargano with William Regal where Johnny flipped out that he has to defend the, the championship against Bronson Reed next week. And later on yeah. after that, we saw Bronson Reed was attacked. You can only have assumed that it was Johnny Gargano and uh, William Regal set up a cage match. So in two weeks, we're getting that big cage match for the North American Championship. Uh, not in two weeks, the next week. I'm excited for that. Yeah, I I think I wanted it before, and now I hope that this week, or not this week, next week we see Bronson Reed as the North American champion. I, I think we will. I think we're going to see that happen. But in regards to Karrion Cross, Finn Balor showed up and said that he wants his rematch, which Karrion Cross accepted, and that match will be taking place in two weeks. I like how uh, Finn Balor just appeared right be- behind him, too. Yeah, that's like a, an NXT thing. Yeah. Um, but we saw Leon Ruff wanting another match against Swerve, and William Regal just would not give it to him. He was pissed. He was throwing things off the desk. And uh, we'll put a pencil in that, no pun intended, <laughs> <laughs> to move on to MSK picking up the victory over Brizongo, which I thought was a good match. They did a live event spot, which surprised me, where the referee even got involved. The duck down mm-hmm. leapfrog stuff. I wouldn't have expected that to, to see that on television. But I enjoyed this match. Puts MSK up over. Um, after that, we saw Pete Dunne address Karrion Cross, Saying sooner or later that championship's going to be his. Then he issues the open challenge. And Leon Ruff, who was pissed off that he couldn't get a match against Isaiah Swerve Scott, attacks Pete Dunne from behind. Pete Dunne then goes on to defeat Leon Ruff. 
Yeah, rough. not not the best decision for Leon Ruff to do. Not quite, and it was a pretty expected outcome. Still a good match. We got some some back and forth here. Yeah. And then Dunn attacked Leon Ruff again after the match. Yeah. Two weeks uh, from now, uh, from NXT then, I should say not now, but Frankie Monet, there was a video teaser for her world premiere. So I guess her first official match in WWE will take place in two weeks. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to who. So who do you think her, I mean, who's um, Santana Garrett? I was thinking maybe more on the lines of Zoe Stark. You see, I thought Zoe Stark, but I don't know. I feel like they're they're trying to build up Stark a little bit more. I don't know if she would take the loss right now versus her. <laughs> yeah, maybe I mean, Santana Garrett would be a good person to put there. They've probably even wrestled before. I'm not sure on that, but I I'm, I'm I would probably say Santana Garrett or or uh, Tony Stark uh, or Stark. Zoe for Stark. sure, but yeah, Zoe Stark. Next up, you had Raquel Gonzalez successfully defeat Mercedes Martinez to retain her championship. Raquel Gonzalez is uh, such a force on NXT. I I love her as champion. Yeah, I enjoyed this match. It was a good hard hitting match, and uh, I guess you know, I guess I could say it was some some somewhat of an expected outcome here. Uh, yeah, I'd say it's an expected outcome. I really hope Raquel Gonzalez has a a pretty long reign. Do you think that it's going to end up being her versus Kai? I think it has to, because from, like, the start, it's almost been, not the start of them tagging together, but as of late, when, like, when she got that match, and they did that, or when, after she won the championship, Dakota Kai was there and then kind of got phased out with Ripley and Bel Air coming out. Yeah. And since then, we've kind of seen like her kind of like getting pushed out of the picture here. It seemed even more so they did a um, like a WWE.com exclusive after this match. And it happened again. Where Dakota Kai didn't seem like she agreed with it. I thought to the point that she was going to cost... Raquel Gonzalez the match here huh I don't think that she would cost her the match because that that loses her the championship right well loses Kai the championship opportunity right so I think that it's going to continue into both of them going at it at some point so I don't know maybe next month we'll see at in your house either Something happens where it's Raquel versus Dakota Kai, or maybe we'll see something like Raquel versus Io Shirai, and Dakota Kai somehow gets involved in that. Yeah, I could I could see that taking place. Um, um, but after that, we had uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott introduce us to his new group. It's now called Hit Row. Uh, I I don't know if it's just Hit Row or Hit Row Records. I'm kind of confused on that point, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, AJ Francis, I don't know if he'll be still using AJ Francis, but he was going by the name Top Dollar. And Brianna Brandy was going as B-Fab. And I feel like all of them have a, a part in the entrance theme, so I think that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And I'm yeah, looking forward I, to more. 
I I I loved their their promo. Yeah. And I, I I liked how each of them had something to say during it too. Yeah. You know. I think after, that yeah. After Go that on. we had a house being auctioned off. Cameron Grimes of course trying to buy it, but he gets outbid over and over again, which turns out to be Ted DiBiase. And uh, I think, if anything, Million Dollar Man is helping Cameron Grimes stay rich. He's out buying him, out buy, outbidding him on the the house. He's he's outbidding him on the club, I guess you would say, or he's not even allowed into the club because Ted DiBiase rented it. The watch. He doesn't get the most expensive watch, but I'm definitely enjoying the the. NXT appearances of Ted DiBiase. I agree with you. I think that this is great. And for Cameron Grimes, who right now, if it wasn't for this, he would just be in that uh, that middle area floating around. Yeah. But this, he doesn't even have to wrestle a match. And it's something that you want to see every week. You want to see what's going to happen next with him and Million Dollar Man. So, up next, good. we saw Kyle O'Reilly defeat Oni Lorkin, which I wish was a more hard hitting match, but I still enjoyed it. We got like a yeah. little, a bit hard hitting stuff between the two of them, but uh, afterwards, the bigger thing taking place Pete Dunn attacked Kyle O'Reilly, and Bobby Fish made the save. No tag team reunion, though. He's like, I got my own stuff to handle. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty cool. Definitely pop for that. And I guess we'll see Bobby Fish go at it as a singles competitor now. Yeah. Uh, main event of NXT saw Kushida pick up the victory over Santos Escobar in a two out of three falls match to retain the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. Almost right away, we saw Legato Del Fantasma getting involved, which uh, they get chased off by MSK. The referee bans all four of them from the ringside area. And they went on to put on one hell of a match. I agree. It was nice to see them back in action. And this was great. I think... Um... The a lot of people on Twitter were like, "How how is Raquel Gonzalez versus Mercedes Martinez not the main event?" But I think Kushida and Santos Escobar completely delivered on that. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, I I don't know. There was a part of me where I thought Escobar was going to actually get the victory over Kushida. Yeah, but Kushida really turned it around uh, towards the end. Um, there's so there was so many cool spots too, where you really didn't have any idea what was going to happen. I loved Kushida just really jumping up into the arms of Escobar to put him in like, uh, what was it, the hammerlock I think, yeah, or something. And there was just back and forth action, and I loved it. And I know we've said this before, but I think it'd, it'd be nice to maybe see a two out of three falls match end at fall two. We've seen that. We actually saw that a lot. Um, uh, not recently, but I believe it was probably like two, within two to four years ago. We always wanted to see that, and I think we had that happen 
like two within like a month span where there was a two out of three falls match and the person won by getting two pinfalls or two victories in a row. Hmm. I forgot who it was though. But, but the, the NXT match was really good. Um, I don't know who the next challenger will be for that ch- the championship, but I'm looking forward to it. Um, yeah, I don't know who it would be. Uh, moving over to NXT UK really quickly. We saw Noam Dar pick up the victory over Nathan Frazier, which uh, this was done under Heritage Cup rules. We saw Shaw Samuels get involved behind the referee's back, and Dar took advantage of that. I thought Frazier was going to win that, but uh, that was not the case. Uh, Mark Andrews picked up the victory over Levi Muir. He has a new group name with Flash Morgan Webster and Danny Luna now being called Subculture. They all have uh, different parts of culture, they were saying. I forget exactly how they explained it, but I wish they uh, they kind of had like a six-person tag in that in that uh, debut of Subculture. I thought it would have been cool. Mm-hmm. But the uh, singles match wasn't uh, terrible. Uh, and Danny Luna was booked later on anyway, but they announced that, uh, Zia Brookside wasn't going to be medically cleared for that match because of Amel taking her out last week and Amel tried to get into the match, but Sid Scala was like, you know what? Not going to happen. Your next match is going to be whenever Zia Brookside's cleared and it's going to be against her gauntlet match made event for the number one, number one contender spot. Isla Dawn picks up the victory over Amelia McKenzie and Danny Luna, and then Mako Satamora is the person announced that she's taken Zia Brookside's spot. Wow. She, she defeats Isla Dawn. She defeats Ginny. She is now the number one contender, and uh, we saw Kaylee Ray come out. They showed uh, mutual respect, but Kaylee Ray hits Mako with the uh, super kick. But this is going to be their second championship match in just over a two-month span. Mm-hmm. So, I I don't know. Unless they're going to have like some sort of huge debut or something, I feel like Kaylee Ray's championship reign is coming to an end. How and long has it been so far? It's been over 400 days. Wow. It, I, well, I think 400 days. Let's see. It's been... Over 400 days is an accurate statement. It's been 620 days. That's she won the championship at NXT Cardiff, NXT Takeover Cardiff in mm-hmm. August 2019. So incredible, and uh, yeah, and I mean even more so. Walter has a a longer, a longer um, span. Well. I, I still want to I keep on saying it. I want to see them against the main the main roster people. Yeah. Well, I mean Walter we've seen somewhat. Walter's at seven sixty nine. Uh, I really wish if if her if her title reign's coming to an end, I'd be disappointed in the fact that I wish we got to see Sasha Banks versus Kaylee Ray as champion. Uh-huh. But maybe we'll see that in the future. Who knows? But moving over to SmackDown, it opens up with Roman Reigns, Jimmy uh, Jay Uso actually, and then Roman Reigns eventually leading to Jimmy to come out with a version of Jay Uso's shirt that uh, certainly sends a message. Don't uh, don't think we could say that T-shirt slogan on the show. 
I prefer not to. But <laughs> but Jimmy, <laughs> yeah, Uso, I saw I saw that shirt, and I'm like, okay, we also, are definitely the making being a st- sold on WWE.com. Yeah, we're definitely making a statement. Jimmy uh, was saying that he didn't think that Roman Reigns could beat Cesaro, and then he brought up how, what if him and Jey Uso win the tag team titles, and Roman Reigns loses the Universal Championship? Does that make them the head of the table? And Reigns just fired right back at him, saying, that's not what makes the head of the table. I'm the hmm. universal champion, blah, blah, blah. Jimmy eventually challenges Cesaro. And Cesaro basically accepts the challenge. Boom, main event. First match of the evening huh. saw Tamina and Natalia pick up the victory over Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax to become the tag team champions uh, outside of the ending being a bit delayed, I really like this match and I like the outcome. I think once we got the Twitter tease of, uh, or not, a, not really a tease, but the tweet from Bret Hart saying, I hope my niece wins the, t- the titles tonight. It kind of made me think, oh damn, they're winning <laughs> the titles tonight. Yeah, kind of a maybe a spoiler. I uh, no, I wouldn't say a spoiler, but I'm I'm so happy that they're champions. Uh, Tamina, this is her first. They're saying first major championship in WWE. She was a prior twenty four seven champion for like less than a, a, an hour, perhaps. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm I'm fine I'm, with the outcome. You know, I I'm a fan of the outcome. Because it's a change of the guard a little bit. Let's see what they do now. Tamina and Natalia, in my eyes, don't do anything for me. I don't care for. But I am willing to see what happens. So I hope um I hope that I am uh proven wrong, you know? I just hope that it's not leading to a Nia Jax or Shayna Baszler feud, and I'm hoping that Shayna Baszler can become the Shayna Baszler that we saw at Elimination Chamber in 2020. You mean the same person that eliminated pretty much everybody in that Elimination Chamber? And not then... pretty much. She did eliminate everybody in that Chamber match. I just hope we don't get the, the uh, Shayna Baszler that bites next. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking but, of which, uh, she signed a new contract. I saw Shayna Baszler. No, no, Becky. Oh, Becky Lynch. Yeah, she's looking uh, ripped in the gym. I saw some somebody uh, posted a photograph on the Twitter. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, I saw she signed a new contract at WWE. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, for sure. Segment up next, we saw a Medal of Honor ceremony for Commander Aziz, which gets interrupted by Biggie on the screen. In person, Sami Zayn interrupts it, which brings out Kevin Owens, who chases Sami Zayn around the ring or into the ring. Sami escapes, but Apollo Crews and Commander Aziz take out Kevin Owens. Biggie makes the save, but Kevin Owens accidentally super kicks Biggie. Sami Zayn again goes after KO, gets hit with a stunner. Biggie ends up on top, but. I thought for sure this was about to lead to a tag team match. If it was Raw, it was 100% going to be a tag team match. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But uh, thankfully it's not. And next week for the Intercontinental Championship, Apollo Crews is going to be defending that title in a fatal four-way. 
And that wasn't the initial process, though. I mean, Sonia Deville pretty much being the person that set that up. You know? It's very interesting to see Sonia Deville right now with Adam Pierce and their interactions. Yeah. But I hope that Apollo comes out on top with this. Yeah. Next up, we saw Rey Mysterio pick up the victory over Dolph Ziggler. I thought the match was good. I liked, I believe there were two reversals of the 619. I liked the the second one that uh, Dolph Ziggler hits uh, Rey Mysterio with a super kick. But the outcome of the match, we get a quick reversal pin to win the match, which I believe was the same way that Dominic got Ziggler last week. Mm-hmm. Robert Roode afterwards tried to get involved, but Dominic stopped him. I'm wondering if... I thought for sure Rey Mysterio was going to lose this. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that means that Rey and Dominic won't be winning the championships on Sunday. Or maybe because we've we've seen Dominic and Rey Mysterio win basically the same exact way two weeks in a row. Maybe that's they're gonna do that again at the pay per view, huh? Could and become could be. the first father son duo to win the tag team championships. Would it? Would it be the first to hold the championships together? Yeah, but there's been other father son duos who have both held the same titles. Huh? Interesting. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, after this, we saw a Bianca Belair and Bailey segment, which I thought could have started out stronger, but by the end, I thought it was meaningful, and I thought Bailey really helped sell this match here. I agree with you. I think Bailey is the one that sells this match, and I'm looking forward to it. Also, my hair is kind of the same length and style as Bailey's right now. <laughs> I, it was it was uh, a little shorter than I would have liked, but I gave the 14 inches. Uh-huh. <laughs> but the, the next match up, we saw King Corbin pick up the victory over Shinsuke Nakamura, which it wasn't a bad match, but I didn't think it was great. I think the aftermath was like the most important thing where Nakamura hits him, get, uh, hits him with a sh- uh, Kinshasa, and then crowns himself with King Corbin's crown. And I think that's pretty significant. Because before the match, he spoke about how he's the king of strong style. And it's going to be king versus king. One person's walking out as king. And it seems like Shinsuke walked out as king. Yeah, it seems like he's declaring that uh, that crown as his now. And this is not... Uh, unfamiliar territory for Shinsuke Nakamura that we've seen him wear crowns before. Yeah, it, he wore a crown to Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. And so I'll... I'm pumped for that. I'm wanting to see more of that next week. After this, we saw another video package for Aleister Black. Um, and some news came out this week that Zelina Vega was apparently at the Performance Center. Yes. I'm wondering if perhaps she's we been... could somewhat maybe get her with Alistair Black. Well, it seems like she's been uh, cutting stuff with uh, the Rock's daughter. 
What do you mean? Uh, who's the daughter? Who's Simone. her daughter? Simone. Yeah. From what I was reading, uh, Vega and Simone had been recording stuff together. Huh. So yeah, so I'm unsure if they are going that's, to be paired. That's interesting because we've we have seen, like not on screen but off screen, they're like really close. I guess maybe due to the the movie. Uh, fighting with my family because she played AJ Lee. Ah, oh, potentially. And we, have, we have definitely seen pictures of them hanging out together. So yeah. So from what I've been seeing on like Wrestling Inc. and stuff like that, I guess uh, the two of them have been really uh, training together. That's interesting. I wonder maybe she'll just go to NXT then. Which would... if she goes to NXT, I think she'll be able to stream. So. I would say why not? I I actually I wouldn't want her to be with Aleister Black because we know Zelina Vega is actually a good wrestler. Oh, well, yeah, I guess I I don't I don't if if we see her with Aleister Black, I would hope that we would be seeing her wrestle. I don't if she I. But yeah, it doesn't. I, get, fit. I understand. Yeah. Yeah, and it does. It doesn't fit Black's character right now. But it certainly could. It could. It could. But Her hair right oh. now is black and red, so. Yeah. Main event of SmackDown, though, we saw Cesaro defeat Jimmy Uso via disqualification, which I thought was a good match, but it was Roman Reigns who caused the disqualification. Jimmy Uso got pissed off. Reigns went after him, said that nobody cares about exhibition matches. Yeah, he's like, nobody's actually caring about your match right now because he was so pissed off. He's like, I had the match. I had the match. Yeah, meanwhile, Cesaro's in the ring going after Jey Uso. Roman goes and takes him out, which uh, there was a little comeback for Cesaro. Gets shut down for a bit. And then ultimately, Cesaro comes out on top and takes Jey out. Twice, I believe, he hit the neutralizer. Yeah. Roman Reigns just stood there. Jimmy Uso just stood there. So I'm wondering if Jimmy will play some sort of factor at WrestleMania Backlash. I I I really hope not because I'm a fan of Jimmy being back. Jimmy being back, Jay. Jimmy. Jimmy, Jimmy being back. Um I would I would love to see Jimmy a part of their little clique. But not in a tag team. I don't want to see the Usos reform because Jay, he's been great in singles action. And I really want to see him continue as singles. And I want to see what Jimmy can do as a singles competitor as well now. Maybe we'll end up getting Jimmy versus Jay. That's what it seems like it's going to be headed. I mean, obviously not the next pay-per-view, but maybe SummerSlam? Um, I don't know. May, June, July, could be, could be a SummerSlam match. I think that's Extreme Rules. The next yeah. pay per view, huh? Why not? Good well, deal. So the the WrestleMania Backlash pay per view will be taking place this weekend. Doing some predictions: Lumberjack match, Damian Priest versus The Miz. I think Priest. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with Damian Priest. For the 
SmackDown Tag Team Championships. The Dirty Dogs defending the titles against Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio. I'm going with the Mysterios. I'm going to go with the Mysterios as well. It's a nice little moment for them. Yeah. Raw Women's Championship in a triple threat. Rhea Ripley, the champion, taking on Asuka and Charlotte Flair. I hope Rhea Ripley wins. I'm sticking with Rhea Ripley here. I'm maintaining Ripley. For the SmackDown Women's Championship, Bianca Belair defends the title against Bayley. I'm going to go with Bianca Belair. I'm uh, I'm torn on this one. I'm going to say Bianca Belair, but I, I, mm-hmm. I mean, do we not have... I mean, we just have... I don't see anyone else losing titles other than the Dirty Dogs, I guess, maybe. I don't know. Triple threat match for the WWE Championship. Bobby Lashley, the champion, defending the title against Drew McIntyre and Braun Strowman. I'm sticking with Bobby Lashley as champion. I'm going to maintain Bobby Lashley as champion. Let's see what he got. And then for the WWE Universal Championship, Roman Reigns defending against Cesaro. And as much as I want Cesaro to win the championship here, I don't see him winning. I'm going to say Roman Reigns, but I really hope Cesaro. And it sucks to say that I really hope Cesaro wins because I also really want to see Roman Reigns continue as champion because I've been enjoying the hell out of this run. I mean, right now wouldn't be a bad time to switch it. You know, it wouldn't be a bad time for Reigns to lose to Cesaro. I guess not. And then he could get it back anyway at like SummerSlam, Extreme Rules, Money in the Bank. Exactly. He could get it back at like SummerSlam, especially even, with the... I mean, even at a Money in the Bank where we saw Brock Lesnar that one year insert himself somehow into the match and he just was able to pick the briefcase yeah. up and win. That could be something that happens with Roman Reigns. You know, it's it's a tough call. Um, and just to go different, I'm going to go with Cesaro. Well, here's hoping. Yeah, I'm going to go Cesaro. Especially with the... Uh, Jimmy making his return. Yeah. But, so that is WWE WrestleMania Backlash. But, Brandon, how about your shout-outs? Hey, old Kermit the Frog here, and you're listening to Brandon's shout-outs. Yay! The first shout-out goes to Girls 5 Eva. Have you heard about it? You probably have not, right? Oh, you bet I have not. You, ha- you if you watch, uh, if you pay attention, they've uh, they've been mentioned on WWE recently because it's like a sponsored thing with Peacock. But it's a new show on Peacock about a '90s girl group who uh, is trying to have, I guess, a second go at their career, starring Sarah Bareilles, Busy Phillips, Paula Pell, and Renee Elise Goldsberry, and. If you've seen Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt on Netflix and you enjoyed that, then I think you should definitely enjoy this. I know uh, I I like this show and uh, it was it was an easy thing to watch. It was uh, I think it was eight episodes. I don't know if it was either six or eight. I'm not sure. Watch it be ten. I'm not I'm not too familiar with anything you just actually said with it, but I'm gonna trust you. Yeah, sure Tina Fey is involved. I believe she's an executive producer. Well, she usually has a touch of gold. Yeah, so if you like, uh, I mean, even, I mean, 30, 30 Rock-esque. Mm-hmm. But uh, the second shout-out, what? 
What up, Judah? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Second shout-out goes to Million Dollar Arm, which uh, with the return of Indus Sheer, I figured I'd just bring it up because I think it's really cool that Rinku has, which is now Veer, has a biopic about him. Huh. I don't know why it's not on Disney+, Plus, but right now it's streaming on Stars. so if you have that, you could check it out. He's... I, he won the the million dollar arm contest, um, uh, a bunch of years ago. So it was really cool that uh, he's now part of the WWE universe. Mm-hmm. And then, last but not least, because Backlash is on Sunday, I'm giving a shout out to Randy Orton versus Cactus Jack from Backlash 2004, which for me at least I'd say is one of the best matches in WWE history. Uh, fantastic match. Yeah, that's it. Never gets old to see that match. And those are my shout outs. Now it's time for our, our... moment of the week. That is right. Our mark out moment of the week had uh, one little tiny uh, mini one, and then I had a bigger one take place. The mini one being Indy Hartwell posting a video of herself playing guitar and singing Old Town Road. Singing huh. it in, an, in a southern accent, I may add. And I thought it was great. And I always like when, uh, when I find out that a wrestler can sing. Uh-huh. And yeah, I you, just want, you usually I want more over that. What? You usually mark over that. Yeah, and I just want like more of those videos. Like when Alexa Bliss, like she sings, and it's like, brother, I want more of that. I want a WWE album with these superstars. <laughs> um, and then another. Speaking of country music, I guess I was watching a CMT special. Skyville Live with Cindy Lauper, Kelsey Ballerini, uh, and um, Ingrid Michaelson, and. They cut to the crowd at one point after a song, and I could swear it was Rusev. I I was like, that looks just like Rusev. So I look it up, and I'm like, this this event, by the way, ends up being from 2016. Taped Mm -hmm. just days after the Royal Rumble. And... I looked it up at, uh, the, at Ro- the Royal Rumble 2016 Rusev. There was like no possible way that was Rusev because Rusev had a beard, uh, like a full beard in the picture. But it, at the Rumble, he had the, the, the sideburns and just a goatee. Uh-huh. So there was no way hair was growing that fast for a beard. So a fan ends up responding or, or a follower of ours responds and said that, it's him and Dolph Ziggler. And I'm like, ah, there's no way that's Dolph Ziggler. But I started to question it. And I did like a super deep dive. And I went through Rusev's. You couldn't just tweet him? I did tweet him. But I was like, there's no way this is him. Because it's from. He just didn't look like that then. Uh-huh. But I did a super deep dive on his Instagram. And apparently. They used footage from a 2017 Jerry Lee Lewis show that was there, that Rusev attended. So it is 100% Rusev. He was just not at that show. 
and they used that for that. Yeah, they they spliced it in. It's like That's dude, weird. It, it reminded me there there used to be a clip of this one kid that they used on SmackDown, probably like months in between. But I remembered the kid because it looked like somebody that we knew. So, like, a regular fan watching may not recognize the fact that they used somebody else that wasn't there just for a crowd reaction shot. But because uh-huh. I was there, uh, not because I was there, because I remember I remember the, the kid looking like somebody that we knew. I was like, bro, this is the same exact footage. So, I just think it's crazy that they splice in footage from another show that was at that same place the this the skyville place that's wild that they did that yeah do you have any mark out moments um mark out moment for me um nothing comes to mind right now i don't think well then that was our mark out moment of the week and that was episode 530 36. Thank you so much for tuning in. Check us out on Twitter at MarkingOut, at BTTG161, at Chris Sweendog, at DavidPTDPT. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash MarkingOut. Subscribe, YouTube.com slash MarkingOut11. That's also our Instagram. I'm on Instagram. Dave's on Instagram. Chris is on Instagram. ProWrestlingTees.com slash MarkingOut. Use the code REGARDLESS for 20% off and free shipping at Manscaped.com. Twitch.tv slash MarkingOut. Check us out on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Spotify Podcasts. Also, I marked out kind of because when I asked my Google Assistant every ever so often to play MarkingOut, it would give me some other show that was definitely not us. Mm-hmm. Now, I asked it the other day, and it plays us. <laughs> so you could use a Google Assistant and be like, hey, play MarkingOut. And it goes, okay, I will play MarkingOut. And it plays marking out, so that was awesome. That's awesome. That is and, uh, that's really cool. We 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 officially made it. Yeah, and check us out, markingout.com. We wish you the the best of best luck in your future, luck in your endeavors. future endeavors. Have a fantastic week.